0: Hey, if you're listening to this, obviously you know that I have uploaded this podcast. But please just uh, be weary of uh, language and everything in this podcast. It was <laughs> it was a doozy. Not really language; I don't really swear that much, but uh, it was a doozy. Power went out, but obviously it's back on because I'm able to edit this podcast. But thank you guys so much for the support. Thank you for listening. Here is the Winter's Dozen Sports Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Winters Dozen Sports Podcast. I'm your host Tyler Gallockner, AKA Carb King or Carb About to Quit Fantasy Football. Um, <laughs> I just decided to to create a, to start recording a podcast. Um, uh, okay, so the last in the last hour, my power has gone out. I don't know what exactly happened. I just got a call from Madison Gas and Electric. Um, that the wind blew something shit and the power line went out. So I'm recording it on my external thing. I'm sorry if uh, the echo kind of is bothersome. Um, I do have a very wide open kitchen. If you just if you want to listen to uh, that, listen to a couple podcasts ago, I'll just take you an entire walk through my entire house. But yeah, so I'm doing this podcast in, uh, well, not the dark exactly because it is still kind of nice out and light outside. But like a lot of shit has happened uh, in the last, you know, day, On Johnson just decided to go on IR, so that's why I'm opening up some Coors Light left over from the tailgate, and I will get to the tailgate that uh, Winters Dozen just had. Uh, Probably the final tailgate in a while, because, well, we won't get to that, because uh, I don't know if this is uh, common knowledge yet, but anyway. uh, So cheers, everybody. Uh, This is also a venting session for anybody that is in the same position as I am. I was about to send out a GIF on the uh, Winters Dozen League. Before this week even started, that uh, you know, just guys getting shot down like in in succession, maybe like one of those duck shooting gallery things at the state fairs. About my fantasy team, people going down, and you know, but I'm not about that. I'm not ready to punt on the season yet. Uh, you should see my uh, my my team, the player updates, the the. <laughs> You know how like when you look and see your waiver claims and your trade proposals? Well, mine is now like an entire page long. I actually have to scroll down because like I said, on Johnson going on IR in an already thin running back room doesn't bode well for the old carb king, carb queen, carb prince, carb princess, carb fucking jester at this point. But let's go over some other news first before I get too much into my own fantasy team. Because you guys don't give a shit about my fantasy team, do you? No, you don't. You just don't. You don't fucking give a shit. So, I'm going to be going over some uh, news right now. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Oh, we'll get to the tailgate in a second. So, by the way, we also had our first annual Winter's Dozen Fantasy Basketball League draft last night. Went over pretty well. Like I said, uh, I don't know if you guys got the memo of the, uh, the Instagram post by Ty, but... I have no internet in this house. Like I said, I don't have power right now. So I don't even know when this is going to fucking get uploaded. Um, My internet got delayed a week to be installed on the 29th of October. So until then, like this is going to be limited podcasts, unfortunately. Uh, I kept getting kicked out of the draft room last night. But it did go over really well. Uh, people seem to be pretty pumped about it. It's 14 team league, so it's a fairly deep uh, NBA draft, and a lot of guys are brand new to fantasy basketball. Myself included, I haven't been in it, Jesus Christ, since like high school. I mean, we play a lot of DraftKings, but that's you know one game, one offs. Those are much different than a season long uh, NBA league. So I'm really pumped about it. Uh, we'll be we'll be podcasting about it hopefully uh, in the near future. But uh, yeah, the NBA season starts tonight. Uh, The Clippers and the Lakers should be a good, solid matchup. Hopefully, I can watch it somewhere. If not, I'll just fucking pretend what I'm watching and maybe draw LeBron James dunking or something like that. But uh, besides the point, um, the tailgate on Sunday was an absolute massive success. Oh, another thing adding to... Well, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Yeah, we'll get to a lot of things in a second. Today, I'm all over the fucking map. My usual flow is off because I don't have the... uh, (laughs) the setup and everything. So I'm literally right now, just to make continuity a thing for me when I'm recording, because I get used to the sound of my voice through headphones. I'm currently recording this with my headphone jack in my hand. It's not even hooked up to anything, but I'm just so used to having it on my ears. Jesus Christ, i get to the fucking point. Sorry for not podcasting, guys, by the way. Um, yeah, it's been a hectic couple of weeks, and yeah, we did go tailgating on on Sunday, so I wasn't really in the mood to be podcasting while we were driving there, Devin, Ty, and I, and a whole big group of people, Jeremy, king of that, uh, we had uh, Zach Hansen again, you know, it's, you never know with that kid, one day he's sending dick pics to the whole league, next day you text him on game day to see where he's at, because he's in Green Bay also, and just doesn't respond to anybody, so thanks Zach, uh, you deserve the loss. Last week, or this week, to yours truly. I needed that win big time, but um, anyway. So we didn't have... This year, unfortunately, there was no uh, article written about us from Bratgate. But we did still throw several Brats over the uh, barricade that is Badger State Brewing Company. And we splattered one successfully on a Raiders fan's car. So that was super nice. Uh, But other than that, yeah, Packers just fucking rolled to that W. Darren Waller uh if you guys haven't traded for him or hadn't picked him up this shows you that he could have literally had 50 points in that game he had two touchdowns called back while well, one touchdown called back one touchdown he was tackled at the one yard line it, just an absolute monster yeah he did have a touchdown garbage time so so for fantasy purposes I'm Pretty much saying he's top three tight end, absolute set it and forget it type of player from here on out. Don't read too much into that uh, bad game two weeks ago where he only had six points, which even still six points I'm fine with for my tight end pretty much every single week. Oh, Jesus, these beers are going to go down really well today. I'm probably going to be hammering it about an hour, depending on uh, if we get power back or not. So anyway, yeah, we went to Stadium View, uh, had a great fucking time there. Unfortunately, uh, I woke up. The next day to my card getting declined at the pump because U.S. Bank had put a uh, hold on my account because apparently my account was charged at a Mexican restaurant, which I was at at 9.30. Also, somehow my card got charged for 14 shots, four premium beers, four mixed drinks for uh, over $175 at 9.45 p.m. It wasn't even there. So U.S. Bank shut my account down. And if anybody's a member of a giant bank like U.S. Bank, uh, you know that customer service fucking blows. So I couldn't get home. I had to have someone meet me and put some gas into my tank. Whew! It's just been it's been a fucking week, and I'm so happy that I can finally get the podcast. And like I said, who knows when the fuck this bitch is gonna get uploaded? But but anyway, Jesus. So some relevant fantasy news right now. We had two major trades in the NFL. We had Manuel Sanders going to San Fran for a third and a fourth round pick. And Mohamed Sanu going to the New England Patriots uh, for a, was it, a second round pick. I, I, oh shit. It's so, so hard for me to uh, look at fantasy impact after a week. But I, truthfully, these two things, if they don't hurt fantasy football Fantasy outlook for either player, I think, took an actual hit, to be completely honest. Maybe Manny Sanders increased his his, uh, value a little bit by going to San Fran. But again, it's going to take a couple weeks for for him to get integrated in that offense. I still believe that offense is going to be a run first offense. You can't really look too much into the last game for San Fran because, I mean, if you watched any highlights or any bit of that game, I mean, it was essentially you ever see that scene in the longest yard? When the uh the, the new one when uh, the warden floods the field and Adam Sandler and Goldberg and everyone else is Michael Irvin running around in the mud that's literally what this game looked like like it I would not have been surprised if uh, if San Fran got upset in that game by Washington just because it, it I mean you basically it was a joke to play football on that field, and um, so you can't read anything into Matt Breida's performance, Tevin Coleman's performance, Jamie Garoppolo's perform—like all those guys just take this game as a, a hit. But anyway, going forward, uh, I think Manny Sanders, like I said, maybe improves a bit, but I, I don't—I don't really foresee that changing. It's more of a lateral move for fantasy football purposes because he was involved quite a bit in the denver's offense denver's just had such a bad offense it's tough to but for real life football it i had this conversation with jeremy today like people just over this is why you see teams like okay emmanuel sanders is not work again i think he's a good player i'm gonna preface this i think he's a very good player i think he's very valuable for football oh my god and now my dog is eating right next to where I'm recording my podcast. So if you hear crunching, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, do you remember that one time when I recorded a podcast and you actually heard Tyler lose his mind um, in a day? It 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 is this one. Uh, I actually have a mental breakdown mid podcast. So so this is might be a first in podcasting history. Like I said, I'm trying to fucking focus on this, on this, uh, on this shit. And it, it, it's, at this point, it's just funny. It, it is just funny at this point. Oh, I wish I was live streaming this right now. Oh wait, don't have internet. Anyway, um, so Manny Sanders, I think, does like I said, takes a lateral move fantasy football wise, and in real life football, this kind of uh, this type, that type of thing is. This one won't ruin franchise, but it got me thinking about go- uh, teams that just overpay for guys that aren't game changers. Now, San Fran, are they legitimate fo- uh, Super Bowl contenders? To me, no. So, to go out and trade a third and a fourth round pick for an aging guy coming off an Achilles tendon tear is just a little risky for me. And this is why teams ebb and flow. Like, you see the Bears the Vikings, that shit happens all the time because of poor managerial decisions. Yes, they'll have a good game one-off or a good season one-off here and there. Philadelphia 76ers, get back on basketball. Last year, when, when they went out and got uh, Tobias Harris, I mean, you know, you send all of your future picks for a guy like that. And then he, I mean, yes, he's still there, but then Jimmy Butler leaves. So you buy into this huge fucking run, and you don't even make the Eastern Conference Finals. And guess what? Now your future's fucked because you don't have any draft picks for the foreseeable future. It just is not a smart way to, to, to do your business. Like, Okay, if Julio Jones is available, and you want to throw out two first-round picks, even for eight games, Julio Jones automatically, in my opinion, turns the San Francisco 49ers into an absolute Super Bowl favorite. He is that big of a game changer. A guy like Manny Sanders is is not a guy. And again, I like I hate saying I hate criticizing guys, but he's not the type of guy that automatic that puts your team over the hump. He's a great player. He's a good addition to your team, but uh, he's not a guy that will absolutely game change. And and this is a thing where you see GMs do this constantly, where they go out and overpay for a player that won't. Yeah, will they improve? Yeah, they slightly improved. I agree. Yes, they slightly improved. Are they gonna automatically become now the Super Bowl favorite? In my opinion, no. I, I just don't think they're ready yet. I don't think they're. I think their six uh, and zero record or seven and zero record, whatever it is, is vastly inflated based off of the uh, the schedule that they've had. I still think they're gonna make the playoffs. So I think they might still win the NFC West. I'm, I'm not completely sold on that yet. Because Jesus Christ, Shandy, you're driving me fucking crazy with the Eden. Oh, yeah, okay. Breathe, Tyler. Breathe. Drink that sweet, sweet nectar of beer that uh, will hide all your problems and drown your sorrows. So let's go on to the Patriots. Uh, I'll discuss last night's game. Um, in Wait, what's, what is today even? Today, Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday. Um so uh, they they go out and trade for Muhammadson Sanu for a second round pick and and I whatever I just said I'm going to 100% contradict right now when it comes to the Patriots because the Patriots don't count in this they've already shown and proven every single year that no matter what the trade is no matter how high they seem to they, this move it pays off and actually makes sense for them and Atlanta for that fact. You're trading an, an aging receiver for a second-round pick. I call it a third-round pick just because most likely it's going to be end of the second round for the Patriots. So I'm just not even... It, it, whatever. It's a second-round pick on paper, but essentially at the back end of the second round. But anyway, still, you're getting a, you're getting draft capital for a guy that I guarantee you no other team's offering you more than a fourth. But the Patriots, know. A guy like him, I've been advocating... I, I, unfortunately, me and Jeremy did not record this as a podcast, but I was... I said that should be the Packers' number one target right now for a fourth or a fifth round picks. I think Muhammad Sanu is super valuable for a team. Fantasy-wise, I don't even think this improves him because now you have such a crowded... If anything, it just hurts all the other Patriot pass catchers. Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, if he comes back anytime soon. Um, Myers, Jacoby Myers, and uh, Philip Dorsett. I think all those guys kind of take a little bit of a hit, maybe. Eh, Muhammad Sanu is just such a sure-handed wide receiver. Give you some big plays. It's great for Muhammad to knew the person. Like I think he's just a great player, and it's a perfect fit for him. But it's like I said, fantasy wise, I, I don't, I don't really see the uptick. I don't. I think again, I, I, if anything, this is a negative move for him, fantasy wise. And I, I just, I don't see startability. But you know, Patriots prove you wrong every single fucking year. So maybe he automatically becomes a superstar. Who the fuck knows? At this point. It's 2019, anything could fucking happen. Marvin Jones Jr. scores four touchdowns. What, I mean, this has been one of the weirdest fantasy football fucking years. I mean, I don't have the list in front of me, but like, guys that have scored 40 plus points this year from the wide receiver position, we got Chris Godwin, Marvin Jones Jr., Will Fuller, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans. Like, yeah, okay, Mike Evans and Keenan Allen, I can see that being a thing. And like, just monster games from, from guys that just came out of nowhere. It, it's, it's just a weird season. And uh, I, I still love it. I don't care that I'm doing poorly. Uh, but so watching the game last night just really shows me how frustrating it is to play against Tom Brady <laughs> in fantasy football. Granted, I did end up winning. By a decent, like, comfortable margin, but like, up until the last drive of the game, like, six minutes left, like, there was, Tom Brady was still throwing the ball up 33, 33 to zero, and not 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 once, like, three straight plays throwing the ball. They, granted, they were all going to James White, the guy that I needed to catch the ball and secure the victory, but like, I still am like, well, wow, most guys, I'd be like, yeah, this is this is a win. It's game time. I mean, they they probably have the backup quarterback in at this point. But the Patriots you just never fucking know. It's the Jets. What the fuck are you doing throwing the ball to Julian Edelman down the sideline? To James What are you throwing to James White for? What are you targeting all these guys? Run it up the middle with Michelle, burn clock, punt the ball. You had five turnovers. I don't think the Jets are coming back in six minutes down 33 to zero. Like, what the f- They're the most impossible team to predict, one of the most frustrating teams to watch. And they just keep fucking winning. And it just sucks to be a non-Patriots fan the last 20 years because somehow they had gotten the schedule that they have this year. Uh, The the fucking Patriots defense is the fantasy MVP, in my opinion, right now, maybe outside of Christian McCaffrey. But even still, like, Christian McCaffrey, you expected to play really well. He always had that opportunity to be the number one running back this year. Patriots defense, no one expected them to have the best statistical season of all time to the first seven games, or if one of the top two. The best fantasy season. I mean, they're getting two touchdowns a game, I felt like. They're scoring 25 points a game. I'm just going to pull their, them, their defense up, their game log up in just a second. So, like, Jeremy, his team fucking blows and is being carried. Carried! By a defense. kick The guy from Kicker's Corner, his team is being carried by the defense. Okay, here we go. Game log. At Pittsburgh, 10 points. Terrible. Miami, 37. Jets, 14. Buffalo, 25. Washington, 14. Giants, 27. Jets, 25 last night. Like, what the fuck are they? At? 152 divided by 7? I cannot do that on the top of my head, but... So that, they're, that's not right. (laughs) I just did divided by 27, 152, I'm such an idiot. They're averaging 21 points a game in fantasy football this year as a defense, as a fucking defense, man. So if anybody's listening to this podcast from Winters doesn't, please let me, I'm telling you right now, Glockner is doing a fire sale. So offer me some trades. Uh, I need a running back, and I will underpay, or I will overpay for one. Um, I've sent out a couple, and you guys know who you are, just uh, just an FYI. <laughs> if you got a middling running back to offer me, my whole team's up for grabs, except for Darren Waller. But, okay, so for ra- waiver wire, um, obviously with this carry-on Johnson news, uh, you're going to want to target at least J.D. McKissick, in my opinion, or Ty Johnson for the uh, Detroit Lions. I'm I, it was. going to take a wait-and-see approach on both of them because I kind of want to see who the most involved is. Yeah, okay, they kind of split carries uh, after carry-on went down, so I haven't had an opportunity to watch that game yet, unfortunately. So I'm going to probably be doing that this afternoon if I ever get fucking internet back, uh, or, I mean, uh, power. So, uh, so yeah, uh, I would... Definitely watch that. Corey Davis, I believe, is a definitely a Flex play this week., uh, he's probably on a lot of people's waiver wires. He's t- going on against Tampa Bay. So that will be an interesting matchup. So even so with that, um if you're in a pinch and you have a guy that is a middling QB one, I truly believe you can go out and grab Ryan Tannehill for zero fab, start him this week, and I think you're not going to – I mean, he looked so much better in that offense than Marcus Mariota did. I love that because being a Corey Davis owner, but, like, Corey Davis is pretty low-owned. I mean, go out and grab him. A.J. Brown, too. Like, both of those guys are more involved. Derrick Henry, they're utilizing correctly still. And Derrick Henry's game opens up the whole fucking – Tennessee offense opens up with Hill behind center. Is he the best quarterback? No. Is he a better quarterback than Marcus Mariota? Yeah, for sure. He can throw the ball. That that is a, a nice thing to know. Uh, for for a nice thing to have as a quarterback. Ugh. yeah, that needed to happen. Uh so anyway, let's see. Any other waiver wire ads this week that I would probably go after? Um, let's see who's playing. Denver. So Denver, since Denver is a uh, massive sell right now, um, they are selling the farm out. Indianapolis is kind of an interesting defense just in general because they already have a decent solid defense, but it's just in the Detroit Lions against the Giants. Um, That's kind of interesting. I don't really want to overthink it too much Um, other than that. Other streaming defenses. Uh, Seattle at Atlanta. If Matt Ryan does not play, the Seattle defense is a monster pickup. I'm sticking with Green Bay's defense this week. I, I just yes, it's Kansas City and it seems like a tough matchup in Arrowhead, especially. But like with Matt Moore behind center, I think the Packers and Mike Petton blitz the living shit out of Matt Moore. And I think yeah, do I think they're gonna score a couple touchdowns? Absolutely. Kansas City still has a potent offense. Andy Reid still knows what he's doing. Matt Moore is not a bad quarterback, but I believe he's not mobile, and I think the Packers get to him, have at least four sacks, maybe a pick or two, and score a defensive touchdown potentially. Because it it, it's just it doesn't make sense on paper that Packers against uh, Kansas City, but you got to look at these things. Whenever a team plays a backup quarterback, you really should consider them. Uh, especially on short preparation they had, well, he, I guess he had a more than normal preparation because he got started playing on Thursday. But, but anyway, I'll wait to see when waivers run through. I'm not going to spend any fab on any defense this week, but, uh, just, just for a fair warning an Indianapolis is a, probably a pretty solid look. If green Bay's out there after someone drops them this week, inevitably because they play Kansas city, I think they're definitely a streaming option this week for sure. So, uh, go out and grab your Packers defenses. um, as far as Packers other wide receivers go, and Aaron Rodgers, by the way, uh, yeah, I think he's back. I think the Packers offense is clicking. I don't want to bore you guys with Packers talk, but that was just a very, very enjoyable game to watch. And is that uh that that fumble by Derek Carr in the end zone is such a stupid rule. I I, I don't know what to do differently, but that play doesn't happen. You're looking at a completely different game because guess what? he fumbles the rate if he doesn't fumble there the Raiders go up by a, a score the Packers then get the ball back and maybe score maybe don't I don't know but he fumbles the Packers march down score a touchdown right before half Raiders kneel it then they go out they score another touchdown right after half you're talking about like a 21 point swing in like two minutes so I don't like that rule uh did the refs help no it was, it sucked that the refs did throw like five touchdowns in that game they the refs even ran for a touchdown and it uh it's so hard just being a packers fan and watching the refs win every single fucking game for you cuz you know it has nothing to do with the play calling has nothing to do with beautiful motions back and forth. It has nothing to do with the fact that you got a four-two guy that's six-five and can streak down the middle of the field, take the top off of defenses. No, it has nothing to do with that. Uh, both running backs, also by the way, very, very much involved. Both running backs. Um, the refs doing a great job of handing him off, them off the ball, getting them involved in the passing game. Uh, all the tight ends blocking downfield. Just, just a, again, a great performance by the refs in this game. And I'm just. It sucks being, like I said, it sucks being a Packer fan and, and have the refs uh, win six straight, six, they're six and one this year. <laughs> it's just, it's just nuts. And uh, yeah, so, you know, next week the refs are probably going to win again against Kansas City. So watch out because obviously the Packers never get screwed on calls and, you know, refs decide games. They're the, they're the number one reason that players and teams win games. It definitely, definitely, definitely comes down to uh, just that one play every single game. That might be a questionable call, might not be. If you look at the rule book, I mean, who knows? But but again, I just wanted to get that out there. I wanted to vent as a Packer fan that it just sucks seeing the refs win every single fucking game for you. Uh, but man, uh, I'll still enjoy watching the games even though, yeah, it, it gets me a little sick to my stomach seeing them win every day like that. Uh, all right, that, that was fun. <laughs> that was nothing nice and cathartic for me. Hmm. While I'm getting on catharsis, let's talk about the Bears offense. Woo. Wow, is it fun to see them suck? It really is. And I am happy that I was so wrong about the Bears offense. Now, Allen Robinson, if you have a well, I don't know, frustrated Bears owner might be the way to go because they just see the offense as inept in the, as a whole. Allen Robinson, that motherfucker is back. I feel for that guy so much. I think he could be a top five wide receiver anywhere else in his career. He had Blake Bortles and then gets traded to Mitch Trubisky or whatever he did. He signed with the Bears. Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky. Now, I mean, he still has two very good fantasy seasons this year. He's on pace for, what, 1,400 yards and 10 touchdowns, like 100 catches? If you don't understand, if you haven't been following his stats on a game-to-game basis, he had one bad game this year. He's been consistent. He's had high-ceiling games. He's getting targeted like crazy. He's catching the ball a ton. Go out and target him if you don't need to know that already. Like, you might be able to buy him low. I, I Just because his name is Allen Robinson, they play for such a bad offense. But truthfully, that guy is an absolute monster. I was wrong about Mitch Trubisky. I was wrong about Anthony Miller. I was wrong about Tariq Cohen, even though they're involving him a little bit more. in what, nine catches for 19 yards this game? But still, I mean, that's still—I mean, 10 points, you're not mad about that, that performance. But David Montgomery— it does not make me feel, and it makes me feel so happy that the counselor is mad. Every The Fantasy Football Counselor, if you haven't, follow him on Instagram, at the Fantasy Football Counselor. Uh, he's funniest Instagram page in the, in the planet. But uh, David Montgomery is not being involved. Do I think he should be involved? Yes. I think he's still a very talented wide out or, uh, running back. I think he needs to be involved if the Bears ever want to get the back ball back on track or the game back on track, whatever you want to say. But it's now looking like they are... A vulnerable defense to the run, which is weird. I mean, yes, Akeem Hicks is a huge loss for that defense, but don't be scared to start running backs. So that is now two straight games. If Akeem Hicks is still out, he is vital to that running defense. Josh Jacobs lit them up. Latavius Murray lit them up. I think it's two straight running back one performances. If not the running back one, but Definitely running back one. I mean, they've both had over 30 points against the Bears. They've given up two 30-point games to the running back position in the last last two weeks, and before the bye, obviously it was one of them. But, but anyways, it just doesn't make me. It makes me so happy to see the Bears struggling, and that one that one game, that one season of uh, of really solid, you know, Super Bowl talk. Just nice to see as a Packer fan. Just so nice to see it. Uh, so, fuck the Bears, go Pack Go, and uh, I'm going to continue to live uh, in complete silence, cons- complete solitude tonight. Uh, if you want to hit us up on the Instagram, it is at wintersdozenffl on Twitter, at wintersdozenffl, even the show, FFL at gmail.com. We will continue to be talking about the NBA. It starts tonight. Tip-off is tonight for the Winters Dozen Fantasy Basketball League. Um, yeah. I'm trying to have Ty on here, but like I said, I don't even have Skype. I don't have shit. So like I am going to be doing this podcast through my Zoom recorder as best as I possibly can. This was an all over the place podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for putting up for my with my mental breakdown on the air. All right. Until next time, I'm hoping to have a Sunday bloody recorded for you guys this Sunday. Uh, last week, it just wasn't in the cards. So. so thank you so much for listening. Continue to support the podcast. Continue to look out for us on iTunes, everywhere that you can find podcasts. Peace the fuck out. Until next time.